All right, welcome back to the Spring Bay Podcast. Here for episode three of the of the sit down chats, non non interview non interview podcast. Um, we're here with a lovely little outlook in the in the Hawks Bay. All of us together. It's a bit of a rarity these days, but the the Tuki Valley, the whole Spring Bay team. Duncan's here. All three of us. Ross is here. Hello, Kia ora, Ross. Welcome to the potty. Kia ora. Thanks excuse, for having me. Excuse the wearing in the background. Matt's making us coffee. Yep. Mm. Like they're good. He's good, part uh, of our production team today, Matthew Ogden. Mm-hmm. Considering he's retired from orienteering and not coming to sprint the bay, he has to be useful for something. Yeah. So we're actually here for a pretty decent reason. Not just um, not just a sprint the bay planning meeting, but also the day of sprint the bay founder Duncan Morrison's wedding. Founding father. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's in three hours and ten minutes time so I mean you're guaranteed that the podcast isn't going to be that long but no I think we'll just uh, keep it pretty brief today unlike the wedding probably yeah well the wedding's going to go for quite some time but yeah so today we, we, we we're hoping to announce a stage mm-hmm. not not stage two but a, a stage a pretty iconic Sprint the Bay stage mm. I think on the on the Sprint the Bay website there would definitely be quite a few stars under that category oh 100% um, and on top of that we've seen we've got Ross here and he hasn't made an appearance on the podcast yet we'll get a few questions to him as a, as a guy who's been with Sprint the Bay from the beginning and the other founding at, father yeah been at Sprint the Bay every year apart <laughs> from one where he sort of called it in remotely from Finland so yep there's a cool pic of Ross standing next to the TV with all the live results on it from Finland, I think. He looked a bit sad, but... Yeah, it was pretty horrible not to be there, mm. but I survived. Probably slightly less stressful. Mm-hmm. Although, you did call me a lot. So. Yeah. Did you did you sleep those nights, or was it just well, up worrying? Well, a good thing Ross suffers from insomnia, so... Yeah. It's outstanding for Sprint the Bay mm. preparations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we might as well start by having... Stage announcement. Stage announcement. So we announced stage one at EIT um, on last Sunday. This Sunday we're proud to announce well, the return. Get, well, all the way to stage five we're going to announce. Mm-hmm. You guys have to come tune back in if you want to know what's in between there. Yeah, but the return to probably the probably the most iconic stage to do with from the Bay. Yeah, say. or the biggest sort of game changer stage. Yeah. I think I remember in twenty. 12 yeah um toby scott made his move powered past uh i think it was tim robertson who was currently leading the tour before mm-hmm. stage five yet again um mm. and that's up sleeping giant tomato peak which we actually have a, a wonderful view of you might see it in the, um in the, while we're here yeah. in the pick of this podcast You'll be able to check it out so tomato peak sleeping, yeah. sleeping giant it's gonna be what, exciting what can they expect ross you've mapped the map and you're going to be doing the updates well i definitely need some updates so there'll be some um a lot more a lot more tracks yeah there'll be some uh new control sites for a lot of people that have been there before but uh yeah the the uh, the non-urban stages always seem to throw in a spanner in the works um just about every year for the for the leading positions yeah i think last year 20 well the last year we did it 2014 um that's when matt Went past him slightly controversially. The stage on the stage five, not at Tomato Peak. Not at Tomato but Peak, but the in terrain, the, the terrain, the Queen stage, stage yeah. as we refer to it. Yeah. So up, <laughs> up Tomato Peak for those who have not been there or have not seen the map, Ross, um, slight hill. Uh yes, it's it's a pretty uh, steep gradient. 
Uh, I believe now the map uh, still has five meter contours, which is uh, not that typical of a sprint map, but um, if you didn't want it to be completely brown, um, that's what we're going to have to stick with. And mainly open patches of forestry, what, what were you talking in terms of vegetation? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> most of the courses are on the lower part of the peak, which is covered by some native bush and uh, pine and redwood forest. It's a very uh, beautiful area, uh, attracts a lot of tourists from um, around the country. So you, you'll be uh, hurting too much to really notice that, but <laughs> we encourage you to have a look after your race. Yeah, quite a lot of variation in the in the terrain. Like you've got the open parts, you've got the tighter bush that's a bit harder to get through, and then uh, some more open areas as well with faster running. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of variability, but uh, I'm sure we'll be try to be kind with the um, amount of climb you guys do with the courses. Yeah, and and at least the the climb hopefully limit to a few legs, which obviously there'll be some very very big categorized climbs mm -hmm. for the the polka dot singlet um maybe some horse category climbs yeah, i believe I definitely yeah. will be the biggest <laughs> day for the polka dot singlet we'll probably see that that competition locked up on the yeah five. well i guess because you know given where stage six is which no one knows yet but oh. um I, there may not be a huge amount of points up for grabs yeah, there so it's it's be the sort of the showdown up the peak yeah, probably more points, definitely more points than any other, maybe even double the amount of points than any mm. other stage available on stage five. So if but you are chasing the polka dot singlet, which yeah. I know some, I've already spoken to some athletes that are, have already set their sights on that singlet. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, heard a, I heard a rumor Paul Jensen's coming back for it. So oh, really? We'll wait and see. On multiple, that multiple yeah. winner, isn't he? I think so, yeah. But um, hopefully some of those climbs as well will be in, in sight of the finish because mm -hmm. everyone loves to see people hurting up the hill. Yeah, so. we've got a pretty special arena planned out for yeah. that stage, which is going to be uh, a bit different to ones that we've had in the past, but it'll be yeah. pretty special, pretty iconic. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get kind of like a Tour de France style, quite a thin finish shoot, mm -hmm. a lot of people down it, and um, yeah, maybe some smoke bombs and some chalk on the, on the, on the <laughs> finish shoot with messages. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Alez, hopefully yeah. not as much abuse as um, the spectators give the riders at the Tour de France, though. Oh, if Chris Fern turns up, feel free. Um, it's moving right along yeah, without getting too controversial there. Um, contenders, the, the, the map's called the Sleeping the Giant. Yeah, who who's the who's the giant? Well, I would have sleeping. I would have well, gone. I'm not competing, so yeah, it rules me out. I think you need. It's going to be the person that's remember to do the hill reps over the summer break to be honest um i think everyone remembers they just some of them choose not to. <laughs> yeah. i think like i would have early on picked maybe um semi-retired earlier in here Matt ogden to take that one but he's unfortunately not coming to sprint the bay yeah. in 2020 some tough hills well i did mention earlier on back in 2012 toby scott taking mm. taking it out there and he's why well, hear it bit of a rumor that he's coming back i mean that is a rumor he hasn't yet entered but um, one guy who has is Tim Robertson. Probably yep. a name we can't go too far past. But well, we twice he is, um, you know, he's shut the bed been, on the terrain stage. So. It's been his Achilles heel, and also like that, that's the reason he's never won a sprint the bay overall. Yeah. Um, will we be able? Will so he be able to get some, past it some this year? demons really there for him to to get past? Hopefully, he can't, doesn't fail with all the pressure that the commentary team will be putting on him. Oh, without a doubt. And then you got the outside chances like your red rocket, Tommy Hayes. Mm. Loves a bit of hills that guy. What about in the, the girls' grade? I heard a rumour that, uh, well not a heard of rumour, sort of confirmed it when I was running with her the other day, uh, Amber Morrison's looking at possibly competing at Sprint the Bay. Um, 
Yeah, not we... to be confused with a comeback, just a bit of a flex on home terrain. I mean, she loves a bit of a flex. Well, Emma doesn't tend to enter competitions. She doesn't think she can win, so she's definitely one to watch out for. Yeah, and then obviously uh, Elizabeth Ingham mm. from Wellington, strong on the hills. Been living in Norway as well, yeah. so they're pretty strong. Yeah. Good with root choices. We have the recent entry from uh, Emma Biesmo from Sweden. Mm, Swedish talent. She's, uh, she's yeah, right on the border of the national team. So. Definite talent. Yeah. Mm. And also, um, can't go past the dark horse, Natasha Key. Wow. Yeah. Devin, dark horse. Maybe we'll, you have to wait and see for that announcement yeah, a, bit a, bit of a bit of a bit of a little, little clue little there. Teaser for something you. that we're... We'll probably be announcing the next potty, so yes. stay tuned for that, especially your likes of your Natasha Keys, your, your Brent Edwards and your Tim Rentons. So, <clears throat> maybe, since we've got Ross here a little bit, we could uh, ask him. So Ross is the technical director for Sprint of the Bay 2020, as he has uh, played that role in the past as well. Um, he's one that'll be doing all the mapping and overseeing all the courses. Uh, what do you what do you sort of expect from this Sprint Bay? Like more of the same, or anything got you up your sleeve for this year? Uh, no, I, I feel like we've always tried to keep the the technical side of things like up to scratch with Sprint the Bay, and um, yeah, and Sprint the Bay is initially where I started learning to map. So I, I, hopefully, I, I like to think I've got a bit better at it. So mm-hmm. the maps this year should be Top-notch. should be up to par. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we've got the new um, ISSSOM. We do. Are you going to be? Are we going to be rolling that out? That's undecided. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's like, uh, to be fair, I mean, he's the podcast a bit of a forum. I'm not entirely sure some of the, the symbols are the best or the changes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of changes with the new um, sprint spec that I don't really agree with. Mm. Um, I Basketball do I do war. miss the. I'm not. I find the passable walls all right. It's things like the darker green, yeah. um, the darkest for, for dark green being you, yeah, no yeah. longer existing. No, yeah. T- to mark a hedge now, if, if you don't want people people to pass it, it has to be olive green, which is very hard because traditionally hedges are next to some yellow, mm. and it's quite yes. hard to see the difference between. And the you two. have to use the, the step symbol kind of to round it as well if you want it to be clear. Yeah, like that, that's the true. Yeah. yeah, and and well, I mean, Ross doesn't mind the passable wall, but. Personally, I, I've run a few sprints with the new mm. standard, and uh, I find like the black of the passable wall now, as opposed to the black of the impassable, is just a little bit more of a hesitation each time that you glance yeah, in that. Is it passable? Is it not? Whereas when one was grey, one was black. You know, it was black and white. Black and <laughs> shades, shades. Yeah, it black. was pretty obvious. So. Yeah, I'm sure the maps, no matter how they mapped, will be clear and up to the same technical standard. It's pretty interesting if you look at the progression of the mapping from the first Sprint the Bay. I think we've already talked about this on the podcast, but from the first Sprint the Bay up to the last one in 2014, um, if you compare map to map, like the village which was used. I think 2010, the village was actually not pointing north. north. Yeah. I think in the first year, a lot of our maps weren't pointing north. Grid north, that, was, that was what it was. Right. Who uses a compass in a Sprint though? Yeah. Well, is if you are, you're going to use a straight compass, aren't a straight you? straight yeah. sprint compass, the new, yeah. the mini one that they've brought out, especially for sprint. It's quite a good compass. I used it over in, at the World Cup in China. It didn't really um, improve my performances, but... Yeah, I, I'm compass. not sure if that came down to the, <laughs> the, compass. Uh, the compass. I think the compass was the only thing that really got me to the finish line. <laughs> if not, it would have been a couple of DNFs, you think? Well, or maybe just you'd still be out there. I think it was the compass, a combination of the compass and the envy shoes 
that I was wearing as well. Yeah. So, yeah, if you are after one of those Sprint compasses, you probably want to get your order in soon, though, mm. before Sprint the Bay, get it there in time. Good Christmas present. Maybe uh, maybe practice with it a few times as well. Yeah, get that training on. Just head to www.straightcompass.com. So that's straight, S-T-R, and then the number eight, compass.com. And moving on. Yeah, I guess the only other thing that we can talk about talk about talk about how you spewed on our ride this morning <laughs> we had a little bit of a training ride this morning and um just a just a cat well most of us thought training. it was just a casual sort of spin out of the legs well, pre-wedding ross, ross tried to put the hammer down yeah. and he did he did put the hammer down and i think ross did take the title of the fastest on the bike out of the sprint well Bay technically i had the fastest speed well you had to stare at my um girth jiggle for a good minute that would have been enough to make anyone spew yeah that's fair i was on ross's wheel and got a bit of a cough from a bit of a chest infection carry over and I, I actually haven't heard too many <laughs> chest infections resulting in in, oh. in vomit um but i have heard of people getting cooked off the back and and just not handling it but i mean you can spin it the way you want you are the marketing guy after all dude. yeah that's why i'm here that's why they pay me the big bucks so <laughs> I, I have a feeling this might get edited out but <laughs> Yeah, well, he is it. Get it off <laughs> Devin, Devin is in charge of, or just like Devin got it off his chest. chest yep. Um, no, but um, we're, we're like we were saying. There's a few more announcements we've got coming up. Stage announcements, singlet announcements. Yeah, they're all ramping ramping up to to January. So we've got yeah. the stage announcements coming every Sunday. Now. We've got a pretty cool interview in store as well oh, for people too. Bit so. of a Christmas present for you. Very exciting. Uh, and also, we're going to start announcing the singlet. Singlets and the singlet sponsors as of probably the week that this podcast is published. So yeah, so yeah we've got some some good announcements coming very shortly on the podcast or in, in social media in general. Um, so stay, make sure you follow all of the channels. Um, mm. got well, the, uh, the rest of the stages come in January, up to, up to January. Yeah. Um, a very exciting podcast coming. That's, we're all very Pod- Podcast for. interview, not a podcast episode. Yeah, Don't course. be confused with the two there. And... And we might do a, a wee, wee Q&A potty at some stage as well. So we, we'll be asking for some questions on our, mm. on our socials for that. Um, maybe next time or the time after. So um, keep an eye out for that and, and ask away any questions you've got about Sprint the Bay. Uh, apart from which route choice is obviously going to be the fastest. Yeah. We can't, we can't divulge that information. Just go the right way. <laughs> anyway. I thought Duncan was the only dad here. <laughs> oh. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, and thank you, Ross, for attending, participating actively. Hey, it's hard to get a word in edgeways with you two, you two guys. <laughs> All right, tune into the next one.